Christmas time, sleigh bells ringing. I know, just uh, just snow, white Christmas. 40 degree heat waves in Melbourne. It, it, is, would, it is hot, isn't it? It wouldn't be Christmas if I wasn't sweating my balls off. Yeah, exactly. That says Christmas to me. I am glad, and this is maybe a little bit too personal, I got some new deodorant the other day. Yeah? And it's fucking nailing it. Really? It has held up. Like, my old deodorant would not have cut it. Why don't you give hate. it a shout out? What, what, what are you rocking? I don't remember the name of it. Oh, okay. Fair Mitchell enough. or Mitchum? We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. People, if you want a good deodorant, mm. I got the hot tip. Uh, it has been nailing it. But yeah, Christmas time. Have you done all your Christmas shopping? Done. Dusted. I need to go and get like the wrapping garbage and then finish all that stuff. But yep. like the meat and potatoes gift buying, done. Awesome. What about you? I'm done. Uh, we are doing a Chris Kringle situation. So like I've got my brother something. If he's listening, I better not say anything. Well, this is going to come out Christmas Day. This is going to come out so Christmas Day, yeah, exactly. I got, I got him a sock subscription. Nice. He gets a pair of socks every month for six months. That's a great yeah. present. Yeah, and they're, they're like designer socks. It's not just, you know your standard black sock it's got some patterns on it so nice. it's pretty fun uh, so yeah shout out to Soxy Beast Soxy Beast that's the gift that keeps on giving as well for six months because, yeah. <laughs> unless he wants to resubscribe mm. uh, so yeah that was a nice easy one to do and because I bought a printer recently I could just print out the duke of stick at my house right why did you buy a printer for? to do shit like that really right, okay. um, I had to print a whole bunch of things and I went to Officeworks and it was like 40 bucks and I thought to myself <laughs> Just buy a printer for that Yeah, much. exactly. And I got a printer delivered for 60 bucks. It comes in handy if I want to print out a yeah, ticket. Yeah, fair enough. Um, if I want to print out a gift certificate. Yeah. Many, many things. I think printed media is on the comeback. Yeah, bring it back. Yeah. Because te- technology is cyclical, I'm pretty sure. So, um, yes, it works definitely, well. Yeah. Definitely. Like vinyl. Mm. I saw a headline. This is completely off target but I saw this this morning uh, there's the only two people in the world that make vinyl lacquer one is a company uh, and the other is uh, an old man in Japan who just does it out of his house wow so like if he dies it's half the market of half vinyl. the market well we're not half no no like half the companies that do half it. the producers so there might be a niche there there could well be anyway should we move on to our Christmas message for our, our fans it's going to be heartwarming it's heartwarming I didn't, we didn't actually rewrite, pre, re, pre-plan it. No, and now that we're here, I don't really know what's going to unfold, but uh, well, let's just do it, eh? All I want to say to everyone that supported us, given us a nice iTunes rating, we've had some ones, nice ones recently, to people that, that said we're dumb, you know, we appreciate yeah. that for listening. Um, so, yeah, to we you guys. We just would like to wish you a very happy... Merry cre- holidays. Uh, didn't get it right. Dave, you're looking pretty worse for wear this morning. I'm not going to lie. It was afternoon. Yes, that is correct. It's possible that four hours of sleep might not be uh, enough these days, huh? No, we call it the festive season and you probably got a bit festive. Very that's festive. one way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> also, the four hours I got wasn't a good four hours because it is warm. It was very hot. But you told me you have an air conditioner that you haven't been using. Uh, yes. So that doesn't affect my sleep anyway because it's at the opposite end of the house to... Where, like where my bedroom oh, is okay. but um, yeah I didn't use it yesterday yeah that's crazy it was for those people listening it was 42 degrees yesterday there and about here yeah. in Melbourne and like all day mm-hmm. just relentless yeah anyway the we're at the Owl House project here in Melbourne we're drinking a Tasmanian beer yes yeah, last right is last right yeah uh, p- pale ale? Ale? delicious yeah it's really good it's kind of biscuity very bitter um, biscuity yep. it's a good I like, I like it yeah uh, they've got a bit of a tap take over here with some New South Wales and uh, north versus south I think yeah, yeah yeah so Tasmanian and New South Wales New South and Welsh. there's a ACT the Wigan Pen stays yes. on which I'm got my dirty little eyes on for next, yeah, I'm pretty next beer happy. Pretty keen to try that one out. Speaking of, of around the country, Dave, uh, I mentioned in the cold opening that someone said we were dumb. Or said I was dumb, to be fair. Yeah, I don't think I was mentioned. No. But uh, this was a comment on the internet, and I, I, I like to engage people on the internet who are slagging me off. 
Um, and I, it turns out that they were unhappy about how we've treated some Sydney news, how we've um, dismissed, seemed dismissive of you know Sydney Beer Week, uh, which I think is, is probably some merit in in the perception of that. Yeah, I can understand it. Um, so I don't know. I, maybe an apology. Sorry, Sydney Siders. It was meant to be more aloof. And we don't know. We we, we don't you. Know. We don't know anything about it. Um, it's not interesting to pour through the guide to generate discussion. I don't think. Yeah. So we because when Good Beer Week comes around in Melbourne, like we know all the venues and we know all the people that are organising the events, mm-hmm. so we kind of have without even looking at the guide, we know where things are. Um, yeah, and yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll make some more effort. If it came across like that, then that's unfortunate. Um, that's a mistake. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I've got a bit more time on my hands these days. So, but also our new segment is pretty half-assed at the best of times. Yeah. Even when I don't think we're like, like if I don't think we should be looked at as a news source. No. No. Considering some quite often on our list, I'll have something down and I'll look at that and yeah, go, nah. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, nah, nah. Anyway, let's actually talk about some other news. All right. Speaking of Tasmania. Uh, Moobrew just released their cans. We Sexy. don't normally yeah, talk about single beer releases, but they are good-looking cans. Mm-hmm. For those that well, is, there more, is there more than one? Uh, no. Right, but that particular it, one is... Yeah. I think it yeah. might be the start of a series, uh, but they're 440 mil, the same artist that does all their other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beautiful-looking can, and they've marketed it as a single hop, single malt beer, so a smash beer to your homebrewers, I guess. Uh, and it's interesting they're not marketing it as a summer can great, beer. yeah. Uh, I'm sick of that Yes So yeah good work And it's so interesting now Suddenly like I, I've never dis- I haven't had any Dislike of Moo Brew I just I just don't tend to buy their product um, I've enjoyed some I've Some most have been fine To, to great mm-hmm. But seeing that made me go Huh I should probably drink some more Moo Brew Moo Brew That's yeah. a great looking I do like to buy a couple of the What do they call it A velvet sledgehammer mm. The imperial stout Vintage release every year I like to buy one or two of those now and again, they're usually pretty tasty. So, um, yeah, the yeah, but I tend to not. I've, I've used the pale as a fridge beer every now and then because my local Liquorland stocks it and Fair it's coming on my home. Um, but very rarely. So, yeah, it is interesting seeing them come out with with something that's. Um, it's a pretty um, attractive looking can. Yes, speaking of, of new releases, uh, people have been saying for a while that the sour beer trend is really going to hit mainstream. Um, and Sierra Nevada are probably a very earlier adopter in terms of the scale they have um, and the, the reach they have. Um, they're putting out a Goza as part of their core lineup now. Fun. I think it's a Cactus Goza. There's something cactusy or in there. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I haven't tasted it yet, but interesting. Yeah. I have think we I'd, seen it yet? I don't. It's only just come out. Right. My understanding, you can get it at the tap room and maybe around California for the moment, but. Given the destroy we get of it here, I, I would expect it pretty soon. Good fun. Um, That's a good one to keep your eye out for. What's the numbers on it? Do you know if it's? I know if nothing. It's little? Yeah, oh, it must I be. That, it must be small if it's going to go into the core range. Three and a half percent, maybe. Um, it's great. Sierra Nevada has just done so well at doing. I know I've definitely talked about this before, but they're just so good at being the best example. Yeah. If that makes sense, like their beers might not be always be my favourite, but they're always never disappointed about them. And they've just stayed true to what they do. Stayed true, stayed relevant. They're um, they're good. We, I mean, there's no secret. We love Sierra Nevada. Yeah, keep it up, Sierra Nevada. I had the barrel aged narwhal the other day. How was it? It's fucking delicious. No, what, what not bar- no. Sorry, oh. bar- barrel aged Bigfoot. Um, on tap, really what, good. What vintage? Most recent, I think. I can't handle it. It's too hoppy. Did the barrel just like? Yeah, it would definitely yeah, seem okay. smoother. Uh, and it was quite a hot day, and it was probably the last beer you want to have, but I, I really enjoyed it. Nice. Do you know what the barrel was? No idea. Okay. Uh, other American news, Dogfish Head uh, posted their first single-figure growth in a decade. So they've had double-figure growth for the last 10 years. And That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. But they have had some sort of re-strategization, and uh, they expect to, to get back to that. Um, a lot of the discussion I saw around that was how their brand is probably not as exciting to the older people that have been in the, right. the beer beer fans for a while. Which does seem a little bit odd because some of the like single releases in the big bottles are 
pretty like extravagant and ex- sort of exciting. Yeah, I sort of. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't drunk enough of the beers to comment. I don't think uh, I've had you know the ninety minute a few times, and it's not really for me. Um, I've had a, maybe a couple of others that I quite liked, but yeah. Anyway, it's, it's interesting. Their place in the market versus Sierra Nevadas, I think, might be pretty interesting. How Dogfish Head might lose older fans, the, the geekier side, or Sierra Nevada seems to keep them. Yeah, true. Um, but I mean, that's still that's pretty big growth to sustain. Double yep. digits for over a decade. Well, and then there's the, is that a very, very early sign that growth as a whole might, because you, can, you can't sustain that. That's not a sustainable. No, it's not. Um, for, for any industry, you know, so I don't know. I, I wouldn't read too much into it. It's no. just one company. But, but it might be worth just keeping your eye on. Yeah. And we will. And you'll hear it here, not first, but at some stage. <laughs> um... Grand Ridge, speaking of stalwart breweries, this is a bit of a theme. I wish I had a thought of that coming into it. Yeah. Stalwart breweries, um, Grand Ridge uh, rebranding and put out a pale and a golden. I guess one or the other would have probably worked for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, don't I don't think they've rebranded all their range. They've just put shinier labels on them, which, look, they're probably long overdue for a bit of for a For a bit of a spruce. refresh of that, yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to find out what the strategy was. Well, they... I know they're, they're putting them in, in four packs, but you get two of each, which I quite like that idea. That's not bad. Um, so I guess make keeping them close to each other rather than one or the other might might kind of work in their favour. Um, yeah, interesting. It'll be interesting to see what, what they get up to. I think they've had some really good beers in their small batch range. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've, some that I've just loved over the years and some that have been quite unique. Um, and they had that French The Hoppy Frog Yeah Yeah that was very nice I thought that was really good And a lot of people I saw a lot of negativity about it. They that. had a Vienna Red Ale yeah. I can't remember what it was But that was also very good um, Yeah I mean I haven't seen them in a while I don't know if they're still Putting them out mm. Yearly But um, Yeah Yeah Definitely fun though Yep Definitely um, What else is on the list? Uh, we spoke about this just before we started. The um, so I wrote an article in the week during the week about tap lists and how not tap lists, beer lists as a whole, mm-hmm. and how it might be a good idea to reduce the size of them. Um, and I found it fascinating that people were somewhat upset by that on on the internet and a little bit outraged. People upset on the internet yeah, on Reddit. Know? Like redditors are normally pretty like level headed and. That's sort of, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, typically. Um, so I, it was interesting to see the reaction because the whole point of the piece was, yes, this is an idea that probably seems counterintuitive to a lot of people, but here's why it's intuitive. So you, you're supposed to be a little bit outraged by the... the but it wasn't a think piece either. It was, no. There was a lot of facts, figures and research to support... Um, a lot of what was being brought up. Mm. Anyway, if you haven't read it, um, I'd yeah, encourage you to read it and think. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, I might do a bit of a follow-up, sort of, to address some of the questions that have been thrown around about it, because um, I, I think it's a really interesting topic. And the yeah, a lot of people came out and said, yeah, you can do ten tap lists way far easier, and still have an amazing tap list. Yeah, like these guys have what sixteen. And that's Something like that, yeah, 16. And it's, you know, you cut it back to eight and it's still pretty... Yeah, true. ...spectacular choice on there. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Mm. That's all I really have. Uh, I wanted to mention the Crafty Pint, Crafty Cabal. He's been a big supporter of ours. Um, and he's he's got the subscription service, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just added a whole bunch of new perks up there. Um, if, you sub- if you do the $99, you get a whole bunch of discounts and... Nice. Yeah, check it out if, if you're on the fence or Christmas. It's probably too late. If you miss someone's Christmas and you want to get them a th- uh, late Christmas present, get them a Crafty Cabal subscription. Get one. Get them one for next year. True. Good point. Um, yeah. Anything from you, Dave? No, I think we've covered it. Cool. Let's come back. We're going to do our Christmas wrap. I don't think we're going to be festive and fun, and there's going to be bells. Luke assures me in the edit. If I can find the sound effects. So this is just going to be a fun one.
Now, I've just refreshed my beer. I've actually refreshed both of our beers. I've got the Green Beacon Australian IPA. I think it's called the Scrimshaw IPA. It's pretty fun, huh? It's delicious. Uh, it has that light malt character that we always bang on about. We have been recently. Really good bitterness. Uh, I think it uses all Australian hops. I had a quick look at their website and it doesn't say doesn't if they specify. do or not. Uh, but it's um, a very interesting hop profile, though. The drinking this beer, and look, admittedly, I'm only not even a third of my way through it. It hammers home why I haven't done my top five beers of the year for the local tap house thing yet, because... This is the kind of beer that can sneak in pretty easily. Right. Yeah, fair uh, enough. But, yeah, I need to, need to give that a lot, a lot of thought. Also, if you haven't voted, go vote. Have you voted, Dave? Yeah, I have. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't put a lot of thought into mine. Like, I don't agonise over it. Mm. So, having a great beer on the 20th, 20th of December Isn't gonna after I've voted doesn't really bother me. But, um, yeah, I, do, I got mine in. Oh, that's delicious, by the way. I'm... Slowly falling in love with that beer. Very glad I got it. Good, Good work, on. Green Beacon. Yeah, Green Beacon. Good job. Um, speaking of end of year wraps and voting early, mm-hmm. let's do that. All right. Let's wrap it up. So we've got categories that we've used in previous years. We'll, we'll, what we'll do, the we'll recap or mention what we chose last year for each category. There's only a handful. And then we'll discuss what we did like this year exactly yeah it's gonna be fun you're gonna like it Dave I think you know some of mine but I don't know yours so I'm looking forward to finding out your results yeah a little bit of mystery so in 2014 we'll start with brewery of the year right yeah brewery of the year in 2014 Dave you had two you double dipped I did double dip because the reasons that I used to select it didn't exclude either one of the two breweries that I chose reasonable and they were two bird and Two birds, sorry, and Moondog. Yes. Two locals to Melbourne. Yep, they both just opened up venues that are really fun, uh, and that was what I was looking for for that And that so year. what have you been looking for this year, and what gets your vote this year? Um, Drum roll. Well, it's interesting. Like, how about you start off first? I fucking hope it's interesting, because it's not. <laughs> let's, let's hear yours first, I reckon. What, okay. What, what, so what did you... And this is falling apart already. Yeah, I reckon... Last year, mine was Garage Project. Okay. Uh, who could easily do it again, because I, I just yeah, really like it. definitely. And for the reasons that we always bang on about Garage Project, they do a good job at doing everything well. Um, what um, I'll just clarify is that because I saw yours before I did mine, I made points of differences. Okay, good. So, uh, but they play off yours. So if we hear yours first, I'll be able to... Perfect. ...tell you why, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got way more complicated than it needed to be. I know. Uh, I'm totally on board. Um, this year, mine, my runner-up, we'll go runner-up first. Okay. Make it move more complicated. Sure. Pirate Life. Yep. God damn, those guys just came out and smashed it. Exactly. Uh, Pale Ale, just a very, very strong contender. It was one of my favourite beers of the year. Yep. Um, but Boat Rocker, for me, mm-hmm. I don't... They just came out and didn't really seem to put a foot wrong. Yep. Um, they... Their limited releases, you know, two per person at the brewery kind of a situation with a Gaston um, Brambeck, which I thought was a fantastic, uh, f- fantastic attempt at a, a cultured Lambic-style beer. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they've just gone from strength to strength and, and shown that they are going to just stay at the top of their game. Yeah, they're sort of like a next level um, of the Australian brewing, I yep. think. And they, but they've also kept, you know, their, their regular pale is... is quite nice um, they've brought back the hot beer which is yep. the Pilsner which I really like so yeah they've just they're just doing a lot of things really really right and I think I mean, they've, they've ended up in our top list in the past as well so um, you know consistently they've managed to impress us so. yeah absolutely so I think this year it's hands down Boat Rocker so I didn't have any other categories that I applied to it right so but because I saw yours first I did not Choose Boat Rocker okay. for want of a little bit of discussion. Yeah. But um, I chose, it's not a surprise to the listeners that we love this brewery, but I've gone for um, my, well, we'll start off with the runner up. Mm. I went with Eight Wide. Oh, nice. I like because that. everything that, that comes out is great. Yep. They've done an interesting takes with the uh, 
Brettanomyces versions of the beers, yep. which are all really delicious and fun. Yep. That hippie Berliner was unbelievable. Oh, I did the cucumber version. I had that and oh, oh, delicious. Um, what was the other one? The well, we, we got some of the wild fejoa this year. Yep. Just and I revisited a few of the uh, core range. Mm. So good. It's so good. I feel like because they had that bit of a not a, a downturn in production when they were moving the brewery, mm-hmm. that. Um, they kind of fell off everyone's radar. Yeah, I think so. And since the last year, it's interesting because they haven't really made it back on that many radars, it seems. Like, there's not that buzz around them yeah. while they're smashing I think out it's, of the park. I think it's mainly because there's so much good and fun and interesting stuff coming out of New Zealand. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, um, so that's, a, that's a good one. I like that. So that's how I came up with, with 8 Wyatt. And my winner, aside from Boat Rocker, uh, is La Serene. Yeah, and I think the reason that I'm going to attribute to that this year is the keg-only releases are so much fun. I mean, the regular saison, the wild saison, we, we know, we bang on about those all the time. They're top-class beers. But when you go to some of these venues like Sun Moth or places that regularly have their, their taps and you have some of their botaniques or any of the ones that you haven't even heard, you'd never heard of before, mm. they're always interesting and always pretty delicious. So they, end of the year, and I don't know how far they made it out of Melbourne, um, if they did at all, they put out the botanique with, was it mandarins and sage, sage or something? Sage and mandarin, I think, Or apricots yeah. or... Something like that. Um, and that was just so outstanding. Good, yeah. That was crazy good. Um, so botanique, for those that aren't aware, that's their... Basic, it's a base saison and then they add spices. Um, the first one they did was, was pretty horrible. Uh, I think even the chatting to the brewers, they agreed that it was pretty intense and a bit much. Uh, and I think that might have turned people away from... Because they don't change the label or anything. It's just always called botanique. Right, I see. Um, so people may see that and not and just associate it with the original one. But So if you see another version of it, snap it up uh, or... Have a taste At least try it Because I mean Their track record Sort of speaks for itself They also but won Gab's People's Choice Was that this year? Praline? Mm, no that was No it must sugars. have been last year Yeah, yeah that was yeah. But right. um, Yeah I mean We love them But The stuff that they're Pumping out Not just packaged All of the Keg only stuff It's mm. high class So Brewery of the year For me That's great um, Yeah and hopefully We're going to get them On the podcast Next Early year. in the new year. Interestingly enough, Lasso Ren featured as one of our ones to watch in 2014. That is interesting. Uh, so it turns out they've... We were on point with our ones to watch. Well, then this is going to take us nicely to the ones to watch. Yeah, okay. Um, and this, I guess to, to give some clarification around how we approach these, ones to watch is not like a new brewery. It's just someone we think is going to... Yeah, I think... Uh, and also it doesn't have to be... A couple no. of years ago when they moved the brewery and weren't producing much, I had Mornington Peninsula yep. as one to watch because, I mean, as soon as they... And I mean, that's one that has sort of followed through because the Teenage series is really fun and had really good beers. So, mm. um, anyway, okay. what, what did you have for ones to watch? What's uh, your runner-up? just want to make a, a point. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, oh, I haven't actually noted a runner-up yet, but cast if we cast our minds back to 2013... Mm-hmm. Um, ones to watch were for you, Kaiju, and for me, two metre tall. And I think both of them have pretty much the last year established themselves. Um, so maybe we're, we're a year out on our estimates, but um, yeah, they've definitely. We've just got a little bit of improvement to do on our things before we become just profits. <laughs> um, so I don't have a runner up, and I, I'm not going to think of one. Who cares? Okay. Um, so mine is an interesting one. Go on. Uh, I've chosen Lindemann's. Out of Belgium. Okay, explain yourself. They are a Lambic producer who have been around for, I top of my head, I don't forever, know the history. Probably forever, like, for, as far as we're concerned, forever. Yeah. I think there may be a fifth generation. Um, I may be getting them confused with someone else. Maybe I'm getting them confused with Boone. Anyway, um, so th- this year they've put out, I, I think they're leading the charge of Lambic producers embracing the new world of beer. Um, you know, Cantillon have always just been doing Cantillon things. Still kind of somewhat traditional, but also some strange things. But Lindemans this year have done a, a two collaborations with McKellar. They've just put out a um, elderflower blossom um, lambic. They and one of those was a basil lambic. Mm-hmm. They're expanding production, uh, which is all going to start coming on board. They had their four-year um, lambic blend that came out. So. And I guess the second part to that is we get them on the shelves very, like we get awesome access to them. They're about to, 
increase um, export to the US. So hopefully that doesn't impact what we get here. But we get there. Is that going to be when they expand their production? Is what going to be when they expand their production? Their distribution increase into the US. I uh, don't know. I don't know how it's all going to coincide. But yeah, the, the last six months they've just kind of started making really interesting mm-hmm. moves. And I'm, I, I think it's awesome to see. Yeah, like, so because just in the last year, like prior to that, you knew the quality of Linderman's beers, but there wasn't any real buzz about mm. new things or, mm. um, or any of the releases really. You sort of knew it because of their tenure, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's really come with a bang, I guess. The, um, the Cuvée Ren Creek and Girls are just, I think, outstanding. And the fact that we always have them on shelves... You know, the, the sweeter stuff, um, and I guess for those that might not be aware, producers like um, Lindemann's, if there's no uh, oud or oud before it, um, then it's going to be sweetened. Mm-hmm. So if it does have oud creek or oud lambic, then it will be unsweetened Traditional, and not sour. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. If, you, if, you, if you're delving into the world of lambic, it's kind of a good hack. Life yeah, hack. A good life hack. Um, oh, but yeah. We didn't do life hacks of the year. I can't believe it. There's still time. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Lindemann's, my one to watch. Good one. Yeah, thank you. All right. So I was prepared and I did get a runner-up. So Maybe I'll come up with a runner-up while you talk. I've got a... Well, I've got a, another discussion point as well anyway. But my runner-up, purely on uh, anticipation and what's going to happen in the future, is fixation. Yes. Uh, because, hey, who doesn't want more fun IPA around the place, huh? Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, they're the runner-up for Brewery to Watch. And already mentioned thus far in uh, the wrap-up, but one to watch for me, Pirate Life. Yep. I mean, they've hit the ground running. Who doesn't want to see what they do next, huh? Um, and I don't know if we mentioned on the last show. I'm pretty sure we did. But if you are watching and you're seeing the cans on the shelves, yeah, maybe snap them up if you really want to. To try them now, um, but yeah, good work, Pirate Life. Yeah, definitely. I had another one just for discussion points, and I mean, we never shut up about them. So, um, I just, another one to watch. You have to is Boat Rocker. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they've, it's been so strong since they've opened the, the Barrel Room and we're releasing all this fun stuff. I mean, how much more anticipation do you need? Um, because I mean, I had that guest on a couple of nights ago. Magnificent! It's so good um, that, that those like special release barrel beers are unbelievable. I haven't had the advent the Adventist yet. Did you crack a bottle of that? I had that, and uh, I guess if you have a bottle and you haven't had it, are you in that camp? Do you have a bottle when you haven't had it? Yes. Um, leave it. And normally I, don't, I wouldn't say that, but it, it's got Britannomyces in it, and it's a triple, so it's quite big, but it's quite sweet. And I feel like the Britannomyces has still got a bit of yep, time a little bit to of work to do. So yeah, hopefully, I think maybe in six to eight months' time it'll it'll dry it out and not be but as sweet. The, but I mean, these are all part of the reasons why I think Boat Rocker have to be part of that conversation of people yes. to people to watch. Um, did you think of a runner-up? Yeah, I did, and it's pretty much based on the beer in my hand. Um, it's just tasting fantastic, mm-hmm. and for me, I'm probably gonna note that down. Keep your eye out for some green beacon. Yeah, yeah, um, and keep an eye on them. It's, it's yeah, don't know heaps about them. Uh, I've probably had a handful of their beers over the years. Um, yeah, this is, this is outstanding. Great. So, yeah. Good work, Green Beacon. Good work, Pirate Life and... Fixation. Fixation. Yeah. All right. Next so, next category. Next category is Beer of the Year. Coveted Beer of the Year now, recommendation. In the, in the past, Alistair. this has always been, for me, um, for both of us, actually, pretty ridiculous foreign beers. Um, mm-hmm. I think one year yours was Hops on Point from Garage Project, yep. which is probably the most straightforward beer. Um Last year, yours was the Alesmith Jamaican Blue mm-hmm. uh, coffee edition. That's uh, for um, Speedway Stout coffee. And we had the Vietnamese coffee d- edition this year, so maybe we'll see that one re-entering. Huh? Exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, your runner-up was also White Noise from, mm-hmm. from Easty Boys. Boys. Last year, mine was the um, Ua Beer, Our Beer Special Reserver from Dodola uh, out of Belgium, which is like, I think, maybe a 2010 Special Reserver that I had. Um, that was good beer. That was real ridiculous fun. Uh, and Mesh, Mesh Copycat was my runner-up. That was a go-to for you for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, uh, yeah, and it's, it's the opposite of the IPAs that we've been banging on about. It does have a big sort of 
multi-profile, but like there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's and not the point we're making. Yeah, when it when it's fresh and tasting good, it's pretty pretty spectacular to me. So what's uh, a runner-up this year? Fresh hop vandal from Panhead. There, I had a, does a. I don't know how widely it got um, distributed, but they well, had did a, you have it here? Had it here at Beer Lux. Was it brewed out of? Don't know. Right. Okay. Don't know. Uh, and it was just fucking brilliant. Like. So fresh, so vibrant, massive, uh, bracingly bitter, just everything you want in that beer. And um, yeah, Panhead have just just kind of come out and nailed it this year and won over so many new fans. Yeah, so, definitely. They've done really well this year. Um, I guess to make a note on Panhead, they were my one to watch last year. Last no, year. yeah, no, sorry, runner up brew of the year last year. Nice. So keep it up, Panhead. Uh, my beer of the year uh, Drum is. Roll. is for the third year in a row, it's out of Belgium. What a fucking Belgian nerd. Uh, Phantom Blanche. So fun. Which is, I think, 4% wit beer. It's ridiculous, though. Uh, they, Phantom had a lot of quality issues the last couple of years. And they've kind of, well, he is just one guy and is basically farmhouse shed or whatever. Uh, yeah, Blanche is just the best example of, of that kind of a funky, wild... I, I, I don't know what I'm tasting in that beer. It's nuts. I'll, it's a fantastic beer, though. Um, yeah, and I had had it more than once, and I think I staged there. I just bought every, every bottle I could find. Um, it's also evolved now. When, it, when I first had it, it was really grapefruity. Um, it smelled like fresh weed, basically. And now it's kind of got a gingery flavour to it, so it's still evolving and changing. Outstanding beer. If, if you see a bottle on a shelf, just get it. Yeah, it's, it really is a good fun. Yeah, what do you got? Um, beer of the year runner up I've got a special mention because it's just that good and we don't shut up about the kind of IPA that we like so there's no way to avoid talking about Liberty Citra in that conversation because mm. it's I mean probably a it's probably the example of double IPA that I, I think of when I uh, think about that kind of thing but that was just a special mention. Runner-up this year, 2015 version of Ramjet. I don't know if you had a bottle of that yet. So not the Roger Ramjet? No, the straight the Ramjet? Straight Ramjet 2015. Uh, no, I think I've got Roger Ramjet in, in my fridge at the moment. But really not. good fun. It was one that I was like hesitant to even try because it hadn't had much time behind it yet. But I just gave it a go and it was delicious. Well, that's one thing. and That, uh, that kind of a reason is why Boat Rocker are probably one accolades from both of us mm-hmm. is he doesn't put out the beers until they're ready uh, and you know so he'll hold back he did that with the Banshee barley wine mm-hmm. he held that back for a, a long like time yeah a year almost mm. before he was happy to put it out um, so you know he is willing to just let them age to get to their full potential and condition so I think that's really admirable it really is yeah um, I yeah, mean wasn't your runner up though was that the, your runner? Yeah, was the runner-up? Ramjet yeah. was a runner-up. Uh, and then Beer of the Year, it's not too much of a surprise to learn that for me this year, my Beer of the Year was the Wolf of the Willows XPA. Mm. Just uh, outrageously good balanced pale ale. Um, it, I, it was my go-to option so many times. Mm. There's a bottle of it in my fridge right now. Great. Uh, it's, it's, they recently put it into 330ml bottles to put into four packs. Again, genius move. I don't know if we've said that this is on the show, but I've had the discussion before with thank you and, and probably my girlfriend Emma that to me that tastes like what Sierra Nevada Pale tasted like the first time I had it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably you know, a bit more bitter, a bit more cleaner than Sierra Nevada Pale, but it's such a great beer. And yeah. then them moving into Bad Shepherd now, I can only imagine there's more good things to come from um, from Scott. Uh, I mean, I think. This summer he's planning on doing a whole saison series. A, a series of saisons. So I mean, that's good fun. Yeah, but go back and uh, for those that haven't listened to it, maybe um, listen to our episode with them from a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. Uh, really, just lovely people. Yeah, no, no doubt about beer. it. Um, but yeah, that's was the obvious choice for me when I was thinking about this. Final category, which is kind of weird. We probably should have done this first, reverse the order, but uh, we don't play by anyone's rules. No, we don't do it. Yeah. Um, Highlight of the year Actually it's the second final category Whew. All over it um, <laughs> Highlight of the year What have you got? I've got two Go on Pacific Beer Expo I went over to New Zealand um, A couple of times this year One for Beervana um, And then for Pacific Beer Expo And I loved the Pacific Beer Expo It was so nice Really laid back Not that many people around 
beautiful sunny day. I was drinking out of a teku glass, um, a mini teku glass. They have us the tasting glass for the festival. Um, a whole bunch of really fun kettle soured, you know, Blunavai styles. Um, and then there's some sort of wild fermentation stuff. Um, and the grapefruit sculpin um, from Ballast Point yeah, was hard, there. Hard to argue with that. So sitting in the sun and just drinking a whole bunch of fun beers uh, in a very relaxed environment. Um, that was one that when you came back and told me about it, I was thinking, oh, wish I'd, wish I'd made the trip across to that Yeah, one. look, generally we go, I go over for Beervana. Um, you haven't been to Beervana, have no, you? I they are moving venue this year, and, and I love Beervana, but this year maybe I'm going to consider just doing Pacific Bear Expo. Um, yeah, it was a really nice Until time. Until the lure of Wellington comes again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the second highlight was Stone Brew Day for me. Um, oh, yeah, cool. I was fortunate enough to be invited up uh, to you know, pretty much an all expenses paid weekend to help you know brew stone uh, their stone beer. Um, yeah, lovely time. Everyone's so nice up there, and yeah, making really good beers. So cool. It was such a great, really, really honoured to be part of something like that. Nice. Um, really excited. Yeah. Good. Mm. Good highlights. Uh, I, th- I think obvious highlight for me this year was the trip to the US and tasting some. Absolutely remarkable beers over there. That uh, a lot of which are just the norm over there. Mm. So things like the Alpine beers. Alpine was a huge highlight, um, but like just experiences like going into an awful, awful dive bar and having the freshest Racer Five IPA that I've ever tasted, and sort of blew my mind a little bit, really, because. I was pretty ho-hum about that when it was coming out here. Things like that, just the readily available things, going to places where uh, 50 or 60% of the taps were IPAs or the double IPAs. That's just the, what, what the culture is in the West Coast. It's great fun. Mm. Things like Alpine especially, because like I drove up and it's just it's a, it's a, a mountain town. And they've got this crazy brewery and the locals just get behind them and love them. It was a ghost town until I opened the door of the, of the pub attached to the brewery. And it was like everyone in town was in there. It was unbelievable. People like a local brewery. Yeah, they it's, do. And when they're pumping out spectacular beers, mm-hmm. uh, it certainly helps. So an obvious highlight for me, but a pretty darn good one. Awesome. Good stuff. Cool. Weirdest, weirdest trend, which is a new category last year in 2014, mm. uh, which was, I think we just made it up for 2014 because it was the weird trend of tattoos and haircuts right. at beer festivals, yes. which is still going. Uh, yeah. It's definitely, definitely sort of taken hold. And, and I think I remember we made a prediction of trends this year. Yeah. Yours was skateboards. I was skateboards. Mine was, I can't remember what mine was. It was a sincere answer. Not saying skateboards wasn't sincere. There was um, one event that... Spruked skateboarders with beer, and that was it. So maybe no, I think it was surfing with beer until it kind was of came it? close. Yeah, there's a skateboard bowl in a taco place here in Melbourne. Wasn't there a Cavalier event where it was something to do with skateboarding? And oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, I'm not claiming it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a, high, a massive call. <laughs> so definitely, skateboards was the number one trend. <laughs> um, but so far this year, the weirdest trend has been magazines. Definitely, and sort of an odd yet a logical revival though yeah, yeah yeah so two or three in the uk one and i guess street, street press style or you're, you're not glossy no but um yeah well-designed magazine Makes sense yeah um so we had Fr- uh, emily from froth last week so yeah it's give it up for magazines uh, no one saw that one coming no yeah i don't think there was any prediction made for that so it's good to see good fun flick through it when you any any Can predictions for next year? Ooh, I wish I thought about it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to predict that sushi. All right. Sushi is my prediction of a weird trend to associate itself. There has been a gyoza, go- gyoza goza, and now there's the uh, ramen bar at Forrester's Beer Hall. Yes. The ramen there, so... It's almost sushi. Yeah, it's so happening. Just you wait. Just when we're wrapping it up, you'll be like, "How did you know sushi was going to?" Oh happen? my god! Like, now we're all sitting here eating sushi and not fried food. Yeah, exactly. Instead of fried chicken. Um, my trend or my prediction for the next year is 
we're going to be sitting here and there's going to be an extreme of these pale, delicious IPAs that we've been loving so much lately. Right. And then we're going to be annoyed at some breweries making really shitty, boring, cynical moves. So pretty much the same as this year. Right, okay. Yeah. I mean, so basically we're going to be happy about good beer and sad about not good beer. Good yeah. Prediction, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> and you're also sort of predicting like that we were right all along. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, uh, now, you also got a beer, which we didn't mention. How are you enjoying your Wigan Pen Saison? I really, really no, like it. No, not Wigan Pen. Is it Wigan Pen? Yeah, yeah, Wigan yeah, it is Wigan Pen. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy it. I had a palate fresh of that last right pale that was very bitter, and it kind of messed my palate up, so I wasn't sure what to make of it at the start, but it is delicious. Mm. Well, let's uh, wrap up this main segment, unless you had anything more to add about about uh, highlights of the year I would like to add now that I've asked you what you'd like to add I'm just going to jump in and add my thing love to, love to hear it um, the last three or four months have been spectacular we've had some like Pirate Life obviously just nailing it with the double IPA uh, we had the last time we recorded over the road at Temple spectacular IPA there that is a cracker yeah um Boat Rocker pulling out their beers. Um, last I ran, the last couple of releases, small releases I've had of them have been amazing. Um, there's been just so many new breweries popping up that I've tried this year. Mm-hmm. The last yeah, three or four months, I've gone, wow, this is actually delicious. It's just been a really like, I feel like... The Bad Shepherd beers are very strong out of yep. the gates. So, yeah, yeah and I feel like there's a whole finding of its feet in Australia now. Like, I haven't had too many horribly flawed beers where you know I can't finish them whereas a year ago I probably would have said the, op- the opposite um, yeah I think people are it's just a lot more consistency and a lot more interesting beers isn't that good to see huh? Um I just gave you a, your half of the two metre tall water that we did the other week yeah I'm pretty excited um, And they've because I paid for it so long ago that it feels like free beer yeah so yeah they've just put out a whole bunch of new stuff so yeah it feels like things are on the up um Oh, things are on the up for craft beer, yeah. Yeah, like good comment. Yeah, <laughs> what a dumb, another dumb comment from <laughs> Ayla Um Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we'd be very concerned if it wasn't on the up. You know That's I mean? true. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I just feel like we've yeah, we've very, very, a lot of breweries. We're hitting a great patch here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so keep it up, everyone. Yeah, what a positive way to end that little segment, huh? Definitely. Who would have thought? All right, let's come back um, and we'll wrap up and do a recommendation that's not about beer. We'll talk about that in the break. All right. Back. All right. Dave, you just got uh, the Noisy Miner Anzus IPA. Yep. You said, what did you say about it? Uh, well, you said, have, you had it, have I had it before? Which the answer was no. So this mm. is my first taste of it. And... This happens a few times a year on beers, but it's the it's. I poured it, I put the glass in my mouth, and like centimeters before it even touched my lips, I already knew how delicious the beer was going to be, and it delivered. Excellent. You could you could just tell, and it's an outstandingly clean, beautiful IPA. Great yeah. work, noisy miner. The so that one made it, I think it was number fifteen in the greatest. Hottest one, uh, Gab's Hottest 100 Beers, um, or local tap house Hottest 100 Beers, this year rebranded. And yeah, my experience with that was I looked at it and went, I've never heard of that beer. That's no way that's top 15 beer. And then I, well, not in terms of, you know, in terms of getting the votes, that many votes. And I saw it was on tap down somewhere, went and got a glass, and it was just completely blown away. And he's like, yep, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely delicious. Um, Two really good IPAs that we've just had. Yeah, true. Great. Good work. Good work, Australian IPAs. Uh, I've got a Newstead Summer. It's got lychee. Lychee and peach, was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just had a pretty bitter IPA, so it's hard to tell. Let's, I'll maybe mention at the end how I'm yeah, going with it. Yeah, fair enough. All right. We've just done a whole bunch of beer talk, so let's just go to a non-beer. Let's get away from the beer, huh? Yeah, that's all we do. Talk People about beer. People aren't tuning in to listen to us talk about beer all the time. I want to hear yeah. about dumb shit music and movie stuff. <laughs> Um, what do you got, Dave? Um, it's quite possible that this is the exact same recommendation from the Christmas wrap-up show last year, but I'm going to recommend that over the summer, sit on the couch, 
or get out to the, to the stadiums and watch a bit of BBL cricket. What is it's, BBL cricket? It's the Big Bash League, which is our local T20 competition. Um, and it's fun. Like, it's not cricket. So you have to just like separate yourself a little bit from that. But it's such good fun. It really is good fun. There's This year there's some... Um, Really good international players have made the trip across. Chris Gale is toting a golden cricket bat that he's smashing sixes with. Sorry, it's actually golden? Yes, it is. So, <laughs> like a golden paint, I'm guessing. Something like that, yeah. yeah but right. it's completely golden bat. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is, it. yeah. Uh, and there's uh, Kumar Sakikaira has come out to play. He might be one of the greats of all time. Yep. Uh, he's also come out with Mahela Jayawardena. Uh, as well as the usual suspects that are playing cricket, but um, it's just it's good fun. That oh, the, the, the the standard of the competition almost guarantees that there are thrilling results all the time. Great. So it's um, definitely just do it. It's fun. Yeah, I haven't watched any yet um, since we. There's only been maybe two or three games so far this season. Yeah, and I've seen your I've seen your your discussion on social media. Uh, I couldn't work out if your commentary around the commentators was facetious or sincere. Do you like the commentators or you hate the commentators? Uh, generally, I hate it. Okay. But and I think what you're referring to is um, Howie, who I, do, I detest, made, this, made a great joke and no one cares because there's so much other garbage surrounding it that his good jokes, if they come up, just drown and suffocate. Right. In all the other garbage. Australian commentary as a whole fucking sucks. It really does. But like, I, th- I can't think of how many, of when, it, when it changed over, but the BBL was broadcast on Fox for its first couple of seasons and it was way better. It was in crisp high definition. They had this, they had a drone, like a HD drone camera that captured beautiful content. It, the, that, that, even the, the, the drone camera was better than all of Channel 10's cameras. Right. So I think they might have upped their game this this year. Mm. But um, it was like a standard definition broadcast. Disappointing. You've got Howie. He's probably a good guy. But it's just <laughs> upsetting when he commentates. There's too much joviality and them trying to entertain the crowd. Just call the cricket. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, was one, there was one moment last season. I can't think of... But there was one moment of just pure real talk. It was Ricky Ponting and someone else. I wish I thought about. I wish I th- could think of who it was. But they were just talking cricket, and no one was interrupting them with garbage, and it was magnificent. And I think Twitter was a buzz with like praise yeah. for how interesting this was. And I don't know. They just opt for garbage. Anyway, watch BBL. Um, <laughs> yeah. Slagging off cricket commentary, breaking new ground. <laughs> so my recommendation uh, is there is the Summer Masterpieces happening at the NGV Gallery here in Melbourne. It's going to April, so even if you're not in Melbourne, you have plenty of time if you're visiting at any point. Um, it's Andy Warhol and Ai Weiwei. So Ai Weiwei is a Chinese artist who I don't know anything about. Well, I do now because I've been to the exhibition. Um, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. It's one of those art exhibitions where like, you just have fun. Uh, you know, art isn't. That's what life should be about, right? Yeah, I think people people have that perception that art is stuffy and boring, and you know, there's just so so many interesting things in there. Whether you think some of it's art or not, you know, some of it is something dipped in something. Is that art? Whatever. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. A lot of fun. Um, there was one part of it where there's a corridor with a whole bunch of balloons, or two or three parts actually, a whole bunch of sort of. What are those like? You know, it's party style. That texture of like a party balloon, a helium party balloon, foil. Oh, foily. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Um, and fans, and they're just kind of blowing all around this this corridor, and you, you go stand in it, and you're just surrounded by balloons everywhere. It was a lot of fun. Sounds um, like a party. Yeah. Uh, and then also at the exhibi- at the same gallery upstairs, there's a free exhibition called Wormhouse that has an Oculus Rift. Cool. So people that like video games will be familiar with the Oculus Rift. Um, so basically what... Virtual reality yeah, what, simulator. Yeah, what television shows told us in the 90s that was going to be like big in the 2000s. Um, and it was 
like it, it what was, was the content of the so it was uh, part of the exhibition and it was kind of I think based on the novel Dune in a way um, right. and but it was kind of like what cartoons represent LSD as okay um, right so okay. just complete just weird people spinning everywhere yeah, and okay. some shapes everywhere and but you put on the headset you have this music and I swear to God it felt like I if I didn't know I was standing there I'd swear to God I was moving along the travelator Right, um, like you have that sensation. I'm moving forward, and there's a moment where you move through like a wall, and there's just a black space either side of you, and like I got really anxious. I'm not afraid of heights or anything. I'm not, you know, anxious about those kind of things. And it was just like, holy shit! If I move, That's I'm going to fall into that very space. Very cool. Uh, sort of messing with your senses a little bit. Yeah, it? yeah, it was and. We did that and then tried to go look at another exhibition. We just kind of like... No, no. Looked at something we already like, jumped a shark. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're done. Um, so that's free. You can, you can just put on an Oculus Rift for five minutes, blow your mind completely for no money. Awesome. Art galleries. Yeah, go Get check it out. Here's a... Um, I'll give you a uh, extra recommendation. Mm. Uh, Bill Burr's F is for Family cartoon... I started watching that last night and it got a bit much for me. Right. So I, I think I need to do it in a better frame of mind. Yeah, no, I was, I've, I think I'm, what, there's six episodes put out. I think I'm five down maybe. Um, I think it's great. If you like Bill Burr's comedy, it's a, it's a comedy about growing up in America in the 70s. Mm. It's good fun. I w- won't say what we switched to on microphone. I'll do it off microphone. But okay. Let's discuss this. Um, where can we find you on the uh, sock med? On the sock med, <laughs> do people say that? Uh, I think my friend Cam and I say it facetiously, and sincere social media ninjas might say it. Sock med. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, and Instagram at Mel Dave. You can find the show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Ale of a Time. Um, what about you? Uh, at Ale of a Time. On Twitter. Send us some emails. Yeah. Even if it's like cat pictures. I don't care. We won't be taking a break uh, over Christmas. I think we're going to be recording. Charging straight through. A lot of guests lined up. Mm-hmm. Could be too many guests, which is a good, a good scenario to be Isn't in. Isn't it? Uh, until they pull out the week before. And we're, but whatever. Um, yeah. So we'll see you soon, guys. Look at Alivertime.com. David Alivertime. Send us some news. Three new ratings on iTunes. We Thrilling. Pumped. Maybe even four. I was so pumped so to see them all. So fun. Thank you so much to, the, to everyone that did that. Like, we do appreciate it. We, we genuinely, I get a little bit excited and like, yes. Keep up the good work, everyone. Um, yeah, cool. And Merry Christmas, Merry everybody. Merry Christmas. You could be listening to this on Christmas Day. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure you're sick of your family. It's probably 4.30 in the afternoon. It's just, it's over. You're full of food. Auntie Marion has told you the same story three times. You need to escape. Put those lovely headphones on that someone gave you for Christmas. Have that a listen. The dulcet tones of Luke and Dave. Exactly right. We're telling them at the end of after they've gone through it. All right. Happy New Year, everyone, as well. We'll see you in the new year with some excellent content. Bye.